Hey, what's up, guys? You're listening to my first ever podcast, What Now? The series that goes through practical and real ways to pursue a relationship with God. Right now, you're about to listen to episode two, which involves the church, Bible, and prayer. And our very first guest, Shane Sanchez. Let's get on with it. Hey everyone, it's Dylan and welcome to my podcast. I have my first guest here. It's Shane Sanchez from Inside Out and he's a director for our high school ministry through Gwinnett Church. Welcome. Hey, hey Dylan. Thanks so much for having me. (laughs) Thank you for being here. And could you give us a little, tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, of course. Um, I am who you said I am. (laughs) My name is Shane uh, Sanchez and I'm the director of Inside Out, which is high school. Um, at Gwinnett Church here mm-hmm. in Sugar Hill, Georgia. So um, actually pretty new to the area. I know yes. we <laughs> just met yes. uh, as well. But yeah, my family and I just moved here from Arizona in the middle of November last year. Oh, so wow. yeah, we're getting we're getting used to this new area, but, but loving it and really loving Gwinnett Church. That's um, awesome. It's really cool to get to be a part of it and to get to know all, all you and, and all the other high schoolers is, is really, really great. Yeah, we're, we're excited to have you. We've Thanks. been talking about you a lot. <laughs> all good things. <laughs> good. Thanks. Thanks and, for saying that. <laughs> and so I'm going to ask you a question that I've asked, or I'm going to ask everyone on here. Yeah. So how would you define your relationship with God? Yeah. Um, my relationship with God personally has been up and down, which um, I think... I think that's the case probably for everybody. Um, And if it hasn't been, yeah, I was going to say, if it hasn't been, then it it will be. And I don't mean that to be bleak or a pessimist, but it's just kind of the reality of it. So um, I I grew up in church. Um, I came to faith at a young age, was baptized um, as an elementary school kid. Um, And then I went through, like, I mean, it's just been a journey of different phases and seasons of me being really eager to get to know God and then seasons of, um, I think just being kind of caught up with and consumed in other things and even seasons of thinking that it was about like my relationship with God was about how hard I worked to connect with him. Mm -hmm. And now coming to a point of understanding that that's that's not how it works. Um, that, that thankfully, uh, by God's grace, the, the reality is that my relationship with God isn't dependent on on me, um, it, it, it hangs on what Jesus has done for me. Um, for sure. and I feel like when that, like when I began to understand faith that way and a relationship with God that way, it, it changed everything for me. And that didn't happen until gosh, um, early in this last, last decade. So, so yeah, I, I think, I mean, I could, I mean, this one question I feel like we could talk about all day, even yeah. uniquely for me, cause everybody's story is different when it comes to um, their relationship with God. That's true. That's actually like goes right into what I'm talking about because for each of the episodes that I'm doing, I'm going to highlight the specific area of where you can pursue a relationship with God. And mm. in this area, we are hitting mainly like the Bible, the church, and yeah. prayer. Yeah. And so when it comes to those things, for those who've just gotten baptized or who've come back from the church camps and they're feeling yeah. like all this like yeah this is great god's with me god's for me yeah. and then they come back from quote-unquote reality and they're mm-hmm. just like oh gotta focus back on school yeah and just like 
So how do we take those things that we t- learn from the church and from the Bible and like from even prayer, yeah. how do we like apply those into our lives? Gosh, that's really good. Um, um, it, I, I think it can be connected to even what I was just saying. Um, I think if we remember who God is in spite of what we're going through, um, it connects all of those things. So you come back from, you know, that, that mountaintop experience at camp or you just got baptized and you're fired up. Like you, you come to the first, um, kind of bump in the road or you come to the first, um, college professor once you're out of high school who has some really great reasons as to why certain things in the Bible didn't happen. Mm -hmm. Or you come to the first friend who is a skeptic or thinks you're crazy because you're following this Jesus thing that, um, maybe they think like is just irrelevant at this point um i think one like one i'll say to all of that like those people aren't enemies and your 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 purpose and your position is not to just get defensive it it shouldn't be at all to get defensive but i think when it comes to your personal relationship with jesus staying connected to the local church reading the bible and and praying are all key but if you don't have a reason for doing those things or if you don't have a why behind them that i think is rooted in who God is, um, it gets really difficult to prioritize them. So I think they mean so much, but, um, they mean more when you know that, you know, you have a friend who's close to you. So wouldn't you want to talk to that, that friend? Like, even if it feels like sometimes you're just praying and maybe your words are bouncing off the ceiling. Um, but if, if you can be confident or stay rooted in the fact that you have a friend, um, or, or a father who loves you, like you'd want to connect with them in that way. Um, um, I, I think, the same is true about the local church. Like uh, when you step into the local church, you realize you're part of something bigger than yourself. Mm-hmm. And maybe that connects to the whole, like a, a God to, f- to fear, like in a healthy way yeah. type thing. Like you realize, wow, God is so much bigger than me. And what I'm a part of is so much bigger than me. And what he's doing in this world is so much bigger than me. And I think that's a really important perspective to hang on to. And the local church I think is the unique place where you get to experience that consistently. So I think it's really important to be a part. That's just one reason that I think it's important to be a part. Um, and then reading reading your scripture uh, and reading the Bible um, can be really difficult, especially like if you're in high school, you have to read a whole bunch of stuff because, sure. <laughs> because yeah, you're being told to sure. right now. Yeah. Um, so it's hard to be like, what? I'm going to add another book to this. But um, it it is it guides you and it reminds you of who God is. And I think... The, the scripture reveals more of who God is to you. Um, so if, if you, if you want to take steps towards growing and you want to continue to develop and you have questions and want to like process and wrestle or wonder things about God, um, I think it's a great place to, to look. And I think God will use it to show you more of who he is. And that ties into a lot of like, especially for those not necessarily just coming down from her tribe, but have been from a Christian for a long time. Mm. And I know for me, it's like with FCA, like we started out super high and we were like, yeah. yes, like we're doing this for God. Like this is going to be mm-hmm. great. And then as years went on, like yeah. our motivation for it kind of dwindled down mm. and it's felt weird because like my small group at the same time was kind of just like descaling as mm. well. And it just kind of felt like everything was getting into like a stagnant phase Yeah, and like bouncing back going figuring out a reason why and like bouncing back like what you said yeah it can be hard and it can be like hard to figure out especially mm-hmm. when we don't know what to do or we feel like god's just like okay that's good enough for now you're growing now mm. it's like hard to accept that and hard to yeah. deal with that so like how would you 
like help that in a way or like yeah through prayer and, and the bible and church and stuff well i know i know you're doing the interviewing but i want to ask you okay. uh what was that like i know i've heard that mm-hmm. fca specifically at lanier um has has kind of been reinvigorated and what was it that kind of became your why or how do you feel like maybe some of that was sparked again well actually i feel like this new year kind of brought this weird vibe and so we had a leader meeting a few days ago and Mm -hmm. we kind of just talked about and rerouted about why we do what we do and it's just like putting god at our center yeah and like we shouldn't care about like our numbers or like how we're going to get food every week and it's just more focusing about like developing our passion and why we started this was for God and God alone. And especially because we as a leadership group, like we're not perfect. Like we Mm -hmm. have days where like we don't reflect Mm -hmm. being what an ideal Christian should look like. Mm -hmm. And I feel like when we took that moment to just like think and just step back from everything Mm -hmm. and step back from the list of stress that was piling up on us we were able to come back to center and like figure out the root of everything that's so good yeah Yeah, i think that's awesome um i think i think there's something in what you said like taking the time to reflect and think back to um is a really key why so you know people who are listening to this conversation um are are most likely christians um, some people may be exploring faith or wondering more about it, but I just think like some of my favorite interactions, um, or, or so many of the interactions that we see with Jesus with people in the gospels are just the beginning of faith for them or the beginning of exploring who Jesus is yeah. for them. And those are really, really important moments. And all of us who, you know, are, are either listening to this, you and I, mm-hmm. in our personal lives, we've all had those moments like we can all hopefully remember why this started or where God started doing something in our lives or what brought us to church for the first time or why we came or why we prayed for the first time or whatever else it may be um and then if we're sitting here as Christians um or we've taken some steps that way or maybe we're on the fence right now but we're listening to this so it's like maybe I'm interested um there's a reason why that happened and God is doing something or has done something in our life and I think to go back to those moments Mm -hmm. can be reinvigorating like when we stop and we remember what life was like before Jesus and and how he broke into our mess and began to change things or or how he you know somehow brought us to the point where we came to church for the first time or we opened our bible and started reading and understanding more about who he is or discovering more about who he is or we prayed for the first time and felt like oh wow, like he's, he's listening or we are connected to him. Gosh, if we could just stop and remember those moments often, um, I, I, I think in that, a lot of the times we can find the, the energy we need or the extra oomph we need to be able to keep moving forward. I just think about those interactions in scripture that Jesus had um, where he completely changed lives or healed people or whatever else. And I have to imagine that they were remembering those moments for years and decades, some of them, um, after. And those were always a callback in a moment where even if they didn't believe for whatever reason, Mm -hmm. they at least had to consider and wonder what that was. And for many, I'm I'm sure that they believed in that moment. And that moment had to be something that they kept going back to. Um, Again, I don't know for sure, but I have to imagine they would go back to those moments and those interactions with Jesus as a really pivotal time in their life and, and and we have those too so i think to reflect on those 
can be something that kind of moves us forward in our faith as well. Yeah, that's really good. And I 100% agree with that and like what you said and just developing our reason. And I'm kind of going to go more back into what you said about the Bible. Yeah. Because for those who are just trying to first encounter the Bible or Mm -hmm. if they've been reading it for a while and they have those questions or they're just like, wait, why did God... Yeah. do that or why did mm-hmm. God, like how did this story even happen like there's a whale and that eats a person it's like <laughs> some things are hard to grasp yeah and when it comes to those things how should people go about that yeah it's like the word and like the word shouldn't be questioned I guess mm. for some people may believe oh yeah I think I, I think that's a great question mm-hmm. um, I think it's a valid question I think it's an important question for both my generation and millennials and your generation which is Gen Z <laughs> which like what happens after that by the way I, that's what I was thinking <laughs> too Gen Z like <laughs> What, that's terrifying. Uh, it's like we just, ah, yeah, this is the last one. No, I think it's like double A, which is weird. Really? But yeah, I don't know. It's not important. But anyways, um, yeah, I, I think the days of feeling like we can't ask questions are gone. Um, at least I hope that they are. I would say here in IO, they're gone. Oh, um, sure. We should ask questions and we should wrestle. In fact, um, there's all sorts of statistics about the amount of high school seniors that like walk away from faith entirely the christian faith entirely once they graduate or during college or whatever else and um often wonder if that has something to do with and i'm sure it has a lot to do with um great questions that are asked in college that we don't have answers for because we never asked them in high school or we never felt comfortable to talk about them um growing up in our churches or whatever else and that just shouldn't be the case um we should be able to ask hard questions, to wonder about things, to look at a story of a man who lived in the belly of a whale for three days and wonder how that's even possible. It should be okay to wrestle with those things and still be able to hang on to our faith. And, and the reason is, and this isn't, I mean, this is how the early church started, but also this is something that's talked about in our churches often. Um, the reason is that our faith should be tethered to the resurrection of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, the Bible is incredibly important all of those things matter, and I hold them in high value because Jesus cared about them a lot, and we see that in his teachings and in the Gospels and the story of, of his life and um, ministry. But at the same time, um, the, the Christian movement and the Christian faith began and is rooted in and connected to and tethered to the fact that Jesus, um, who, who, who claimed to be the Son of God and whose followers claimed was the Son of God, died. They watched him die, his closest friends. And then three days later, he came back to life. And those closest friends had breakfast with him on a beach. And hundreds of people saw him back to life. Um, and, and that was the moment, that was the event that started the Christian movement. Um, the, the Bible wasn't uh, the, the thing that started the Christian movement. The Bible as we know it today, the book, and, and what we call you know the, the Old Testament, which is just the word that we've given it in the yeah. new testament which is um you know after after jesus uh uh is is born in christmas the christmas story mm-hmm. the way that that's put together didn't didn't come until years after the resurrection so um i think it's important that we ask those questions but at the end of the day i think what's most important is that we know what we're believing in and we know what our faith as christians is rooted in and that's the resurrection because if that's the case um and that's what our faith is tethered to all of we have room for all of those other questions. We can wrestle with all those other things. Um, we don't have to abandon the Christian faith because we can't make sense of something that happens in the Old Testament. That's not a yeah. cop out. That's just the reality 
of how Christianity started 2,000 years ago. It was a group of people all, all across the known world at the time that were grabbing hold of this truth and this story of this man named Jesus who died and rose again and who was the son of God. Um, and I, I think it should still be about that today. In fact, that's, that's that is, what, that it is what it's about. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Is that, is that helpful? Is yeah. that, yeah. I think it makes 100% sense yeah. when it comes to doubts and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to bring it to people and it's okay to question the Bible. But yeah. when it comes to prayer, when people have doubts about yeah. the actual faith, like actual the roots of like God and who he is. Oh, yeah. Would it be... Is it okay to bring that to God, like, when prayer? Oh, gosh. Yes, 100%. Um, it's so important. Gosh, I've done it. In some of the hardest, like, darkest moments of my life, personally, I I think I've even had those moments of going, God, are, are, you, are you there? Um, you know, when everything that you believe is shaken, I, I think to bring that to God and say, hey, like, I, I'm going to choose to believe that you are who you say you are right now. Um, but, but, but I'm making that choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not easy and I'm struggling with it. And there are a lot of things or circumstances or situations or whatever else going on around me and inside of me that are causing me to wonder and causing me to doubt, but I'm going to choose to believe that you're there. And I think to bring that type of, um, um, I, I think just that type of honest wrestle or that type of honest processing to God is a really, really healthy thing. Um, I, I think, again, he's a father who loves us. And I don't know what father wouldn't, wouldn't want to hear those things. Like, I'm a, I'm an, I'm a human father um, who's messed up, you know. Like, I'm nowhere near perfect. And I would want, you know, my boys to come to me if they were having a struggle with, they're, they're too little now, but, you know, if they were having a struggle wondering if I loved them or if I was there for them or there was something that I was they thought I was doing or wasn't doing or whatever that was creating some, some issue. Um, and if we're having that same type of thing with God, why wouldn't we come to him? He's perfect. So I, I, I think to answer your question, yes, it's a long answer to your question. Yes, I think it's appropriate to come to God with that. But I think it's the right step to take. Um, to bring those things to God can be, can be really powerful because he loves us and he's for us and he hears us. And I think he can show up to us um, when we're honest enough to tell him how we how we feel and that's amazing and I think that correlates really well with like when we feel like God hasn't answered our prayers yeah it's like when we bring that to him and he's Mm -hmm. able to respond or not respond but like to to have that trust and know that he's there even Mm -hmm. even though he doesn't bring up a correct an answer straight up to us yeah 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 and and sometimes sometimes with that too like I've learned and, and I know you have as well, and many of us have, you know, if you've been praying for any amount of time, mm-hmm. it, sometimes it feels like God's not answering us. But I, I think for me personally, sometimes I might just be looking for the answer I want versus the answer he's giving me. True. Um, and it's hard. It's hard to like figure out exactly what that looks like and how that's the case. But um, I, I think when our, when our prayer and our life comes into an alignment of going, hey, God, not, not what I want, but what you want. I don't have all the answers. You do. I think I know how this should go, but I'm going to trust that you would show me the best way. It begins to change the way we see even his answer to prayer. Um, and not just whether or not he's answering us, but how he's answering us, um, I think begins to change a little bit. Or we get to, we begin to see it a little bit differently. 
I just have one more question yeah, for you. Yeah, of course. And end out. I'm going to ask this to everyone, but for those who are trying to pursue a relationship with God or trying mm-hmm. to get back into being close with God, what would be your one advice to them? Gosh. Uh, um, well, I'm going to guess if if you are... If you're in that place um, and you're a teenager, chances are you've already Googled it or (laughs) you've looked for a video on YouTube uh, with some advice on that. So I realized like I might just be another voice in that. Um, But like I would honestly just say don't do it alone. Um, Sometimes being a Christian, maybe even especially nowadays, and you can speak more into this Mm -hmm. because you're living it. um, As a teenager, I feel like maybe it can feel a little lonely. Um, but you're not alone. Uh, there are, if you're in the Atlanta area, there are so many great churches um, where you can begin to, to pursue that relationship with Jesus alongside other people who are m- maybe wondering if it's worth pursuing themselves or maybe are beginning to pursue uh, and, and start a relationship with Jesus or have, have had a relationship with Jesus for a while. Um, so, so surround yourself with those people. Step into a local church. I know it's like, I, like I'm a pastor. Of course, that's what I'm going to say. Like, come to GCIO, which like, it would be amazing. You can come to GCIO. Um, but like, it's not just a sales pitch. It's not just like, come, I don't say that for the sake of like numbers. That's not the point. That's not why we do this. I say it because, um, nobody wants to live life alone. And I don't think anybody wants to connect to God on their own. In fact, that's not the way that this was ever intended to be. Mm -hmm. Like the earliest Christians community, what was, is, is what was key. The way that they related to one another is the thing that caused the rest of the world around them to look in and see that there was something different about them. So um, having a relationship with God, we, oh gosh, this, this makes me think of this. <laughs> we talk a lot about having a personal relationship with, with God, yeah. which is a very real thing. Um, but I think when it becomes a private relationship with God, we might get ourselves into trouble. trouble. Like, I don't think it's intended to be private. I think it's intended to be something that you experience and you walk in and you grow in alongside other people who are in that place. And part of relate, I mean, what Jesus told us to do is to love the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and to love our neighbor as ourselves, right? Yeah. Um, so if that's the case, you can't do that by yourself. Like, that's it. Like, those are the command. Like, that's the commandment. It's this twofold, like, commandment. He summed up everything with those two things. Um, so if we're following God and we have a relationship with God, we probably want to do what he says. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't do the second one if you're not doing it alongside other people. And especially with, like, Christianity, it's a very big, like, mindset thing. But yeah. when you keep it all in yourself, like, you can't keep everything in God inside of, of God inside of you. A hundred percent, yeah. And I'm not saying, like, I'm not saying to be weird. Like, like uh, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, in that, I'm not saying, like, you, you might be hesitant to do that because you're like, oh, my gosh, I've been around Christians and... I've like been around some Christians who are just whatever, like it's just weird or whatever else. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying um, is is you want to be around people who are trying to figure out what it means to be alive in 2020, be a teenager in 2020, be in high school in 2020, um, but still have this real relationship with with this God who who came to earth to pursue us, to show us how much he loves us. um, And and to die and come back to life so that we could be with him for eternity. Um, I, I, I think to do that alongside other people is, is not only good for your faith, but I think it's just good for you as a human being for to sure. be surrounded with those, those other types of people. So, yeah. yeah. It's amazing. And 
Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. I really Dylan got a lot. Me. I hope cool. the listeners at home get something too. And thank you. Thank you so much for being here again. Hey, thank you so much. I'm really proud of you. Uh, I'm proud of everybody who's listening and would be willing to grow in their relationship with God. It's not an easy thing to prioritize, but it is a great thing. Um, and I believe wholeheartedly that it's worth it in good times and in bad. Um, he, God truly shows us and has shown us through Jesus um, how to have life and life to the full. And I know that's what we all want. Um, and I think the only place to find it is in him. So proud of you for pointing other people toward that. So true. And thank you again so much. Yeah, of course. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for listening and making it to the end of episode two of my podcast, What Now? The love and support you guys have given me from the first episode to this entire series is unbelievable. And I'm so, so grateful that God has given me this opportunity. I want to especially thank Shane for helping me out with this episode because he made so many great points and I especially took away a lot and I hope you did as well. And again, if you ever have any questions, don't be hesitant to contact me at my email, whatnowpodcast20 at gmail.com. I hope you guys have a great day and remember that you are truly, truly loved. See you next time.